Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. I think that the classic box mixes are often the ones that taste good. They have, though, that, like, classic cake flavor that we're used to. And I think that if you pair them with a homemade icing or frosting, that's when you get, like, a really delicious treat. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Guys, I have to apologize before we start because I have a horrendous cold right now. So I'm going to sound weird during this whole recording where we talk about Valentine's Day. No, I think you sound sexy and it's perfect. Because <laughs> Valentine's Day. Because isn't Valentine's Day so sexy now that we're parents? No, not even a little bit <laughs> at all. But you know what? It, I don't even mind because I've been such a Valentine's hater for most of my life. And now that I have kids, I actually enjoy it. Oh, that's really sweet and cute. Oh, how about uh, you? Can I tell you about my first Valentine's Day date with Mike? Yes, you can. He took me to a really nice restaurant. Like of nice course. for where we were in our life. And we were very young. And I was very excited and I got dressed up. And then his best friend at the time showed up. Happening? What? And he was like, "What? It's a made-up holiday from Hallmark." Like, blah blah blah. I got that whole line. I was like, "Oh hell no! If this is gonna continue, I've got to like get this person in line." Um, but it's still like our favorite story. Of course, it is. And yeah. does he do Valentine's better now that you guys are grownups? Yeah, <laughs> grownups. You know, like we you like weren't grownups then. Grown you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had like a like a high. Like we did yes. really, really well for a while. And now I will say that like it's it's like come down a little bit because like, I don't know. I feel like through those younger kid years, like we 
like put so much energy into being like, no, no, no. Like we're still like here for each other. And now I feel like we've mellowed. Like, yeah, it's it's all good. Like, you know, like we don't have anything to prove. And it's kind of all about like the kids' Valentines now. Like they all have class parties and they have to bring stuff to school. And oh my gosh, are your boys old enough that there's like legit Valentines? Yeah, like they have nice. girls in their class they're into. <gasps> Stacy, give us the tea. <laughs> I need Not to know. Why yeah. I think <sighs> okay. that maybe next year that's gonna happen. I will say this. Last year and this year are like kind of nice because middle school you don't like do anything like Mm. there's no parties so i don't have to make anything for the big one and he's way too embarrassed to have like to like bring anything in and give something to his classmates because that would be like so lame but he's also (laughs) young enough that he doesn't really have a real crush so it's not like this like emotional or real holiday to him so i'm kind of just like off the hook for him for me it's and him it's just like showing him that i love him and that's all yay and that's easy that's easy. The little one, though, there's still like the classroom thing. Yes, we have. I'm at the start of the season of classroom things. Like yeah. I have a first grader. So this is the first year where it's a really big deal. And if you've um, been listening for any length of time, you might know that my daughter is sort of like an obsessive planner. So we, even though we're like two, you know, almost two weeks out from Valentine's Day, we've already like bought one box and she of Valentine's and she's tried <laughs> them out and she sent some to some of her long distance buddies, but she's already said she needs a different box for her classroom Valentine's. That's so cute. That's like her Halloween costume. Yeah, that's exactly what she did with yeah. Halloween. She's like, I've, I'm gonna try this first and then I'm gonna tweak it a little bit and do something different. And of course, she has like big expectations around Valentine's because she likes to celebrate. So everything is a big deal in our house. Like even she wants to make St. Patty's Day a big deal. So we already have like our happy Valentine's banner up and we'll for sure be making like heart-shaped cookies and heart-shaped pizza and anything that we can make into hearts in the next two weeks will be hearts. I cannot wait until we get to talk about St. Patrick's Day because that is just (laughs) the worst holiday. I agree. I agree. Okay. But so for Oliver's class, do you have to bring in treats? Because this is the subject of today's show is treats for classroom parties, not just Valentine's Day, but but also like other celebrations and bake sales. Yeah. I mean, I think think that... Since we've started season two and we're just like really getting down to the nitty gritty, this is the first holiday, right? That has like a classroom element thing. And I think it gives us a really good opportunity to talk about in general, how the heck we can make classroom parties, classroom treats, and this whole like classroom shenanigan mess easier for parents. Because yes. I feel like even when it brings you joy, I know you love it. And I do honestly, love it. And I still think it's a pain in the Right. Like those two things are not exclusive of each other. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Because I love it too when I have the time. But like it's still like you always get caught at the last minute. Like yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And like, or you're like, oh, I'll figure that out. And then all of a sudden the date comes up and you're like, oh, I haven't figured it out actually. Totally. And I've also found that like I would used to think, oh, this is so much harder for me because my kids aren't into helping. But then I've spoken to parents like you who have kids who want to be really involved 
And that's hard too, because then the kids are all up in your grill and they have all these strong opinions. And then it's like, no, we got to do it this way. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. It's all hard. It's all hard. So Stacey, you wrote a book on the subject, How Can We Make It Easy? Make it easy. <laughs> Let's bring the book to life. Okay. So I have, a, I have a lot. I feel like I have a lot to say about making classroom treats easy. Say it then. Why don't you? I feel like I always start, Megan. I know. I want to go. Oh, I want to go first in our lightning round. Okay. But you can go first here. I have some supplemental things to say, but you really, like truly, you wrote the book on Make It Easy. Make It Easy. So talk to us about that. So, okay, a few things. And this one actually, I feel like I should let you talk about dipping things in chocolate. I'm going to move on from that. Okay. Yes, that is a little my thing. Yeah. Go ahead. It's such a good one. Let's start with box mixes. Okay. I think pull out a box mix. Cake mix can do so many, so many things. And there are ways that you can make it taste more like homemade if you want. Honestly, a box cake mix tastes pretty delicious on its own. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're worried about like buying box mixes because you think like, oh, they're full of chemicals, there are a ton of new products since we were growing up and box mix was full of chemicals or weird ingredients. We should plug Mrs. Jones Baking Company. They don't pay us to say that, but I think we both love their products. I feel like there's tons of others. Simple Mills makes some cake mixes. King Arthur Flour. There's lots of really great cake mixes that you can buy. I do have to say though, It's funny that you brought that up because I was going to go in a little bit of a different direction. Oh. I think that the classic box mixes are often the ones that taste good. That's fair. They have that like classic cake flavor that we're used to. Yes. And I think that if you pair them with a homemade icing or frosting, that's when you get like a really delicious treat. Best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. It cuts down on your time, but you will get some of those chemicals in a lot of those classic brands. Now, if you do go with one of those natural brands, I have found that's when those hacks tend to be better. So I do love Miss Jones. I was actually just testing it a couple of weekends ago for a project that we were doing. Yeah. And I liked it better when I used coconut oil instead of butter. That's one of your favorite baking tips. It is. I just feel like it makes it super extra moist. You have to use refined coconut oil because that will not impart that coconut flavor. If you use unrefined, you're going to get a tiny bit of that coconut flavor, which It's yummy too, but it just has like a little bit more of a natural, like vegan-y kind of vibe to it. And when you're going for classic cake, I just like, that's not what I go for. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. That's like one thing that I really like. Okay. What are some of your other hacks for making a box cake mix taste like homemade? sort of in the same vein, most cake mixes call for oil, but you can totally use melted butter in place of the oil, same amount. And I prefer that taste. I think that the milk fat and the milk solids and butter bring a lot of flavor to a box cake mix and make it taste more like homemade. Uh, I'm obsessed with adding more vanilla to box cake mix. Absolutely. Especially chocolate ones. I just recently learned that Christina Tosi of Milk Bar, she just had a new cake book come out and she talked a lot in the introduction about clear vanilla. And so I did a little research and it turns out clear vanilla is just imitation vanilla, which imitation vanilla is the vanilla that 
tastes like box mix. Yes, totally. So <laughs> I bought some of that. And like, if you want something to taste really vanilla or you're making like a chocolate cake and you want it, just have a little more flavor. Like you bought an inexpensive box mix. Adding some either real vanilla or imitation vanilla to it makes a big difference. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I will say sometimes even just scraping out a vanilla bean can yes. give you a really excellent flavor. Also, yeah, or vanilla bean paste. If you yep. don't have the budget for a lot of vanilla beans, that's a great way to get that same look and flavor for less. Almond extract, a little yes. bit. You yes. just have to be very careful, though. If you're at a nut-free school, school. you can't do that. So I just want to – there's a little caveat there for classroom treats. That's not always the most practical suggestion. Yes. Also, switching up the liquid in a cake mix. Yes. Like if you're making chocolate cake mix using coffee instead, like gives it a more chocolatey flavor or using milk instead of water – um, just can add flavor to a boxed cake mix. Um, I have two more building on okay. the coffee thing. I do this with my brownies. You can also just add espresso powder or instant coffee powder. Oh, that that's a good one. It's almost like when you add salt to savory food, you know, just the right amount enhances the flavor. It shouldn't add actual saltiness. Using espresso powder or coffee, instant coffee powder, shouldn't add a coffee flavor. It will just enhance your chocolatiness, which is yummy. And sometimes adding an extra egg. Yes. Especially for brownie mix, right? Because you can make like a chewier brownie that way. Yes. I feel like you forgot my favorite thing, though. Oh, go. Which is adding sprinkles. <laughs> oh, adding sprinkles. <laughs> I left it for you. Only you, you can suggest me. that. You're so sweet. You're, You're the so queen. Sweet. So for classroom treats, box cake mix to make cupcakes. Make cupcakes. There are tons of suggestions on the internet for cake mix cookies. Yes. We have a whole ser- a little series of them on Kitchen that we can link to. Great. What else can you do with cake mix? Mini cupcakes, too, are always really fun just because when you play with size, that can always be like a fun thing. Cake mix to make cake pops. Yeah. You just do like bake the cake on a sheet. You crumble it up. You mix it up with the frosting, right? And then a little frosting, a little simple syrup sometimes makes it a little bit more moist. And then, and then you just mold it and then scoop it, roll it, and dip it. There you go. Then you have cake pops, which are really fun. Cake pops are a great thing if you're like trying to make cupcakes. Uh, or you're trying to make brownies, or some, and something goes awry. Maybe your four-year-old walks by and sticks his finger in one, you know, something that he shouldn't have, or tears something, tears your cake apart. Like you go ahead and tear the rest of the cake up and save the cake and make cake balls. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So you can do a lot of things with cake mix. Now, yes, um, brownies, kind of the same idea, right? Bake a tray of brownies. Now, I find that brownies are such an easy thing to make. You don't really need the box mix, but you know what? No shame. And then get cookie cutters. Spray them with a little cooking spray. X's, O's, heart-shaped ones of all different sizes, and just cut them out. And that alone is a fun classroom treat. Yes. But you can also ice them. You can do chocolate frosting and then put sprinkles on top. You can, you know, make brownie sandwiches with pink frosting in the middle, especially if you're cutting them in heart-shaped. 
you know, that's really easy. Let your kid do that part. All you have to do is bake a tray of brownies and then hand over some cookie cutters. Yes. That's so really fun. fun and easy too. So fun and easy. Let's see. What else? Dipping. I'm dipping in chocolate. I'm leaving to you. I know. So okay. There, so you go. Let <laughs> me dive in here and say, yeah. please don't ever discount a Rice Krispie treat yes. for any kind of classroom party. It's allergy friendly because you can make it gluten-free. Um, you can buy vegan marshmallows if you need to and still make delicious Rice Krispie treats. And you can drizzle them with melted chocolate to make them fancier or put frosting on them. You can fold some sprinkles into them while you're making them and make them festive. Or if you want to make them pink for Valentine's or green for St. Patty's Day, like just adding a few drops of food coloring to the melted marshmallows before you add in the cereal. And you also don't have to just use Rice Krispie treats. You could use other cereals. So cereal bars are a great classroom treat. And um, if you want Easy wanna... to serve too. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to make them healthy and add color without using food coloring, although of course there's dye-free, freeze-dried strawberries yes. or raspberries are fun to mix into. And add a ton of flavor too. Yep. Okay. This is like a really fun, silly, make like make it super easy Bring donuts in for classroom treats. I have a friend who they always bring mini donuts in for their children's birthdays. They make like a mini donut tower cake from like Dunkin' Donut donuts and put a, a birthday candle in it for like classroom treat or for birthday parties. And it's so cute and the kids are hyped about it. They're like, this is the best thing ever, we're having donuts for classroom treat. And a DIY thing, you can buy or bake, but if you want to buy... The cake donuts that don't have glaze on them already. And then I saved all my melting, dipping chocolate ideas. <laughs> Dip all <laughs> the build things. on you. Dip, Dip all, all the, the things. things. But this that's part of like what makes it easy for Valentine's Day. You know, white, pink, red candy melts. And then just have your kid dip the cake donuts in them. Yes. Or like decorate them, you and know, then and you then put, put like sprinkles on top. Festive sprinkles on top. Yes. Absolutely. And then we when did we talk about this? We talked about this in season one. I have I just am obsessed with the idea of melting chocolate and dipping things in it. And I think this applies as well for like a fun thing to do at home with your kids or a fun dessert when you have like kids for a sleepover, as it does for classroom treats, because you can just like buy pretzel rods and dip them in melted chocolate and put heart-shaped sprinkles on it. And like that is takes 10 minutes. It's so easy. And it kind of walks the line between being like a treat because you're getting some chocolate and sweets, but you can also like dip healthier things in it if you're worried about that. What else can we dip in chocolate, Stacey? Those Rice Krispie treats? Oreos. That's like Other one of my cookies. favorite too. Oreo cookies. And those are so fun too. You can even put them on a stick and make them like Oreo pops. Yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. Right? It's so much easier than the cake pops if you don't want to like turn on the oven and do all that jazz. Just like open them up a little bit, like twist them open, put the popsicle stick, yep. close it again. So it will still be loose, but then you're going to dip the whole thing in candy melts or chocolate, 
white, pink, or red again, or, you know, purple, go rogue, be a rebel, and then <laughs> <laughs> lay it out to dry. And then again, you can like put sprinkles on before it dries, or you can like drizzle another pattern on top with another color. Ooh, you know what you did a while ago and was so smart? It might've even been like two years ago on your Instagram. Graham crackers in chocolate. Yes. And you dip them in white chocolate, which I feel like if you have preschoolers or um, kindergartners, that's a really great treat for them. Yes. It's, it's like super simple and still delicious and can be festive. You made it sound really healthy because you said just graham crackers. Actually, they were s'mores. <laughs> oh, were they? <laughs> where, <laughs> okay. Where I well, did, you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Dip. Ooh, marshmallows. It was. You put it was marshmallows, like, oh, marshmallows on a stick like yeah. a cake pop. And make that really fun, right? Yep. Yeah. Lots of fun Valentine's treats that you can take into class that don't require a lot of time. Also want to talk about bar- other bar cookies, not just brownies, but blondies or cookie bars, like sugar cookie bars, and even just bringing cookies in. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to make these elaborate cupcakes or cake pops if that's a lot for you. Like, if you love and you make a really great chocolate chip cookie, yes. make your chocolate chip cookie and, and maybe if you want to, throw a handful of red M&Ms in or a handful of heart-shaped sprinkles. And, like, that is a fe- that is festive enough for classroom treats. Like, I think Pinterest has given us this idea that it has to be very elaborate all the time, but it, totally. it really doesn't. Totally. And I also think that if you have a rimmed sheet pan, pressing your dough into it instead of scooping out individual cookies and baking yes. it that way and then using a cookie cutter to cut them into hearts is also very cute and actually pretty easy too because instead of like scooping individual cookies, you're just like baking one one cookie. Big cookie. Yeah. Or like yeah. in a skillet or something. Yes. So it's actually a pretty simple technique. It can save you time in the end. I want to throw in one more idea before we dive into lightning round, which is this. My friend Stevie, she's a creative director for this online party shop called Shop Sweet Lulu. She does a brilliant thing where she does not send cards for Christmas and she does not do Christmas cookies at Christmas. She's like, it is too much. I want to do my Christmas shopping. I want to spend time with my family. But on Valentine's Day, they make, they send a family Valentine's card. So it's like their family card goes out at Valentine's Day instead of Christmas. And then they have a cookie decorating party for Valentine's Day instead of doing it at Christmas time. That's and I just so think smart. that's so brilliant. Like Valentine's can be a really fun time to kind of do over some things that maybe you didn't get to at the, <laughs> the holidays. Yeah. If you still want to. Yeah. I love that. Can I throw in two other ideas too? Yes. Okay. One is to also use the store. So grab that. If you're doing a helping with a classroom party, grab that supermarket sheet cake or grab those supermarket cupcakes, wipe off the icing, that atrocious <laughs> design. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the frosting was atrocious. No, and I was no, gonna not say, the taste. Stacey, sometimes I really love that frosting. No, just the atrocious design. 
And actually you can get, I especially like this for tweens and teens because you can get like a really beautiful like swirly color out of it too and like do something a little bit more artsy. May not work as well for kids. But if you get something that's like all white or you can like retain the color of the white icing, you can actually reuse it by putting it like in a piping bag or just, you know, like putting it in a bowl and saving it. But just like then just spread a nice clean layer so it's not all like frilly and crazy and put sprinkles on top. Or if you have older kids or you're maybe making something for your partner, like put a pretty rose on top, like a, an actual flower. But you can use what the supermarket already made and just kind of clear the deck, so to speak, and do something a little bit more elegant looking on top, kind of reusing that icing and sprinkles or a flower. Pro tip, Stacy, you can ask your bakery at your grocery store for undecorated cupcakes. There or you cake. go. Okay. Most of them have cupcakes. a stockpile in the freezer. Um, so with as little as like 12 hours notice, they can pull some out and they'll be defrosted. Will for they you. give you their frosting too? <laughs> I oh, So I don't want to say yes, like without, because I don't know every grocery store's policy, but Publix, which is like a Southern chain where we used to live in Georgia, they always sell like eight ounce increments of their plain white frosting and undecorated cupcakes. Like they always have that available. Um, Albertsons, which is based here where we are in Boise, they will sell the cupcakes, but I haven't ever asked about the frosting. There you so I don't go, know for people. sure. I know Whole Foods has a pretty good policy about it. Like you can even call and be like, can I get a plain white cake or just plain white frosting on cupcakes or cake? And they can do that for you too. So let them. Pay them to do that. <laughs> Pay them to do that. I kind of like that you get the crumb coat kind of already there when you wipe it off. That's fair. That's fair. And honestly, sometimes like you're like, it's very done. last minute and you're just doing it. You don't even think through. And have you heard of fairy bread or fairy toast? What is this thing called? Oh, we love fairy bread. I feel like it's Australian in origin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Australian I have New no Zealand. idea. I've just seen it around and I've done it a couple of times actually for the Valentine's Day lunchbox. Oh, fun. Right? Yeah. But it's a cute classroom party treat too, right? Oh, that's so smart. I wouldn't even think of that because it's basically like bread yeah. and butter and then you put sprinkles on yeah. top. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd make like, a really cute treat. Very cute. And you can do the, like you can set a cookie cutter on top of the buttered bread and put the sprinkles inside the heart shape or inside the cookie cutter shape and then pull the cookie cutter off and you'll just have the shape of yeah. the heart. I mean, you yeah. basically make a sandwich, but only one piece of the bread, you cut out the heart shape. Yes. And when you put it on top, the butter is exposed from the underside and then you cover the butter with sprinkles. So then yes. it's like a sandwich that has like a sprinkle heart cut out. We'll put a link there so you can see. Yeah, we'll right. put some examples and wow, show notes. that was a lot of ideas, people. <laughs> Woo. I'm glad you had many because I'm like fog-brained. This should be, uh, this is one where you just ruled the day. Woo. You make it easy, Stacey. Well, make it easy. I think you're about to rule this one because I don't have as many ideas for what's <laughs> about to come up. Okay. Our lightning round is where we just spout off ideas. And today we're going to talk about family date night dinners. But first, I, w I did say I want to go first here because I want to talk about something 
I'm still so upset about. You've been carrying it. Let's let it go. I know. I need to vent about this. I feel like we need to burn sage and like, I'm creating a circle of peace for you so you can let this go today, here and now. One year for Valentine's Day, I'm pretty sure my husband was traveling. It was just myself and the kids. I was like, I'm going to order the heart-shaped pizza from Domino's. I I know I can make pizza at home. We do it regularly. I know it would have been like just as easy, but I was just like, I need this. I need this easy win. I ordered the heart-shaped pizza from Domino's. I swear on my life, it was like $14 for this pizza. And what arrived was like a personal size pan pizza, (laughs) barely shaped like a heart with like four pepperonis on it. I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm still mad about it. I'm like shaking. Was it called the Lonely Hearts Pizza? (laughs) (laughs) So PSA, before you order a heart-shaped pizza from a pizza place, make sure you know what you're getting. Because it was not enough to feed myself and the kids. I have so many jokes about that's what happens when you order pizza from Domino's on Valentine's Day. But that's not nice. That's not nice, It's true, though. It's true, though. So I just want to say, I know that we usually do pizza on Fridays and that Valentine's is on a Thursday this year. But pizza is a really fun family date night dinner that you can make at home. You can make it heart-shaped without paying $14 for it, like buy pizza dough at the grocery store, buy pizza sauce. You don't have to make any part of it. Buy pre-grated cheese if you want to. Um, I know Stacy doesn't agree with me about pre-grated cheese no, from last week's on episode. No, nachos. But, oh, <laughs> pizza, nachos. it's okay, but nachos, no. Yeah, okay, actually, we, it's good. Yes, <laughs> but that's for another episode. That's it's true, because I combine pre-grated mozzarella with fresh sliced mozzarella. I have a whole system for pizza. Anyway, okay. another episode. Now, clearly, we need a pizza episode. <laughs> But on the subject of heart-shaped pizza, the other thing that I love to do and just delights my children and is so extra, but buy regular sliced pepperoni and then use a pair of kitchen scissors to cut it into little heart shapes. They think that is the jam and it is like so silly and perfect for Valentine's Day. Heart-shaped pizza. I think it's great. I was going to say though, why don't you just use a little cookie cutter? It seems Mm. like scissors is very hard. I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. I probably have a heart-shaped one that's the right size. It would be like a very specific. Teeny tiny one. Yeah. Like, does everyone have that? No. No. Probably not. I do. Uh, But everyone has kitchen shears. (laughs) Of course you do. I'm like, actually, I think I might have two. I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you said that like a dig, but um, hello. Um, No, I definitely have two tiny heart-shaped pizza cutters or cookie cutters. Yes. Okay, then one of my other favorite things to do – for family date night is sheet pan steak frites, which is like you can buy frozen French fries and do them on a sheet a sheet pan in the oven, but you can also do a flank steak along with them. Ella, my seven-year-old, is really into steak. She thinks it's like very fancy. And so we do that a lot for family date nights at home. What are some of your fam- favorite family date night dinners? Well, it's funny. So I actually don't have that many ideas here. Um, steak is a really big one in my house too, actually. Uh, but I don't know. We don't really... Family date night at home? That's okay. Yeah. And I yeah. think that part of it is that, you know, like the dinners that my kids really love, like my kids love sushi and I don't make sushi at home. So when I want to make something special at home... There are two ways that I tend to do it. And this is what happens on Valentine's Day. I add 
some sort of mocktail. <laughs> yep. That's we fun. S- we sit at the dining room table. I should add that. Although we tend to do that on Sundays as well. Like yes. A, but normally I have the, my setup is that we have a kitchen counter that has four like stools across, but we're kind of sitting in a row and that's at the kitchen. And then I have a bigger dining room table and we sit there on Sundays and like for a Valentine's Day meal, we'll sit there and like we'll set the table nicer We'll have flowers and we'll have like a mocktail for the kids and dessert. And it'll be like a real dessert and a fancy dessert. And I feel like those additions, like those extras are what my kid like more than even like the idea of a fancy meal. And I think that's because I cook so frequently and like, like if I put out They love steak with chimichurri, for example. Yes. So they'd be psyched if I put that out on Valentine's Day, and they'd be really, really excited. But I could also put that out on a Wednesday night, and they'd be really, really excited on Wednesday night, too. But it doesn't feel like that alone makes Valentine's Day super special. So, like, pink mocktails with, like, raspberries across the rim, or, like, a strawberry, or, like, sparkling, like, cider instead of champagne, like, that kind of stuff. That's what we do on New Year's Eve as well. So that, you know, or, like, I think one year I took mozzarella, fresh mozzarella, which Oliver's obsessed with, and, like, cut it in a heart shape with tomato and basil, you know, like, it's those kinds of extras that I feel like make a holiday dinner feel special to my kids. But your sentiment gets to the heart of one of our favorite idioms, which is like that it's really not about the food. It's about being at the table together. And I love that. Yeah, definitely. Being at the table together and just like making it feel special and like whatever it is to your family that makes it feel, whether it's fancy or special or different, you know, whether it's a pepperoni pizza on the table or steak frites, you know, I think the kids are excited. Yeah. I'm going to throw one more, which is a snack platter, which is one of our favorite dinners. And um, we do that regularly, but we might go like a little extra for Valentine's Day and do like some of our favorite cheeses or more expensive cheeses. And it's like a family meal that we can all eat and like watch a movie at the same time. It's a fun celebratory thing. Watching a movie might be nice. And I bet if I did something like we're going to eat ice cream sundays for dessert and watch like a love story they'd be so psyched <laughs> would they really be psyched to watch a love story Stacey? i bet they Your would two voice. yeah i bet they would <laughs> oliver loves love stories oh he's oliver is like a love bug oh he really is Yeah, really is. Isaac might be a little bit of a curmudgeon about a love story, but we should start a thread in the Didn't I Just Feed You listeners group about love stories that our kids can watch. I love nice um, idea. All the boys I've loved before, which I watched on Netflix this last year. Isaac liked that, so there you go. No, what is his name? Noah Siento. Like, we had this conversation once before where I was like, the thing about all the boys I've loved before that made me feel weird, it's like, yes, he's so handsome. But when I watched the movie, I more watched it being like, oh, I hope Emmett grows up to be a good boy like that instead of being. (laughs) Instead of like you feeling. Instead of like thinking about yourself. Noah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yep, we've tipped. 
Yep. I'm and officially on that a mom. Note. <laughs> Before we sign off, Stacey, give us your um, top three food emojis from the week. Oh, no. Yours are so much, like, kind of maybe sexier in Valentine's Day. Mine this week, pepperoni pizza. Apropos, it was heart-shaped, wasn't it? It it was not, (laughs) but, you know, we've got to get the good people at Emoji World to work on that. Um, I know. The cocktail Tropical, you know, the one Mm -hmm. with the, like, Mm -hmm. cherry and the straw. And then the romaine lettuce. Oh, hey. I don't know what that's about. I love it. (laughs) How about yours? Um, Mine was the champagne bottle popping the cork. I don't know why. (laughs) You should. And I'm like, did Ella send that to someone? Um, <laughs> she's like, hey, my mom's not looking. Listen, here's well, the deal. Sometimes she gets on my phone and she'll text Brian or she'll text my mom or Brian's mom or my sister-in-law. So that she, basically she's texting my niece through my sister-in-law. So every once in a while, we might get a rogue emoji in, Actually, in here. say all three together because this might be Ella. This might be Ella. Champagne bottle popping the cork. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookie and broccoli. It might be Ella. <laughs> I love it. What does Ella know about champagne? That's I don't I know. know. Oh. But, hey, keep listening to find out. You can find <laughs> us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. The answer to the secret question is whiskey. Most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode, especially if we're going to do an an episode about pizza. (laughs) And if you like what you hear, tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate all the reviews that come in. We read every single one of them and pop the champagne cork. On our emojis. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeremy Enns, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten, Oliver? Don't know. But there's something that's gross that tastes good. Potatoes and maple syrup.